And I was on the verge of scheduling this back surgery. And all at once, I opened my mind and decided to explore natural integrative modalities. I am Cheryl Witten, and this is The Aromatherapist, where we discover the superpower of plants. This episode is brought to you by the brand new ebook, Diffusing for Beginners. I created this ebook because there's so much confusion around aromatherapy and diffusing, and so much discussion and so much debating about what is safe. This ebook breaks down the mechanism of smell, the real dangers in your home from synthetic scents, and explains how aromatherapy can actually transform your home and space into a clean and natural haven. Discover the safety considerations around certain conditions like epilepsy, asthma, children, how to diffuse around pets, and more. Experiment with 48 different all-season diffuser blends. Diffusing for Beginners is available now on Kindle. My guest today is this brilliant woman named Cindy Miracle, and she's a wife and a mother of four and an entrepreneur, and she's been using essential oils every day since 2006. And she earned a Bachelor of Science degree in medical technology and worked in clinical labs and taught hematology. And years later, she personally trained under some industry, aromatherapy industry experts, and taught on faculty with the Center of Aromatherapy Research and Education in some continuing education workshops for doctors, nurses, massage therapists, and others. She currently serves as a guest lecturer on multiple topics in the field of aromatherapy for two community colleges in Oregon. She has built a successful business and is a leader in the top 1% of her company and Having spent over 10 weeks at various farms and distilleries in multiple states and countries, Cindy gained valuable experience and knowledge in every step of the planting, growing, harvesting, distilling of essential oils. She has an appreciation for the science and art of aromatherapy, as well as the energetic integrity of authentic essential oils. So today we really get into Cindy's story, and she has a very fascinating story of personal use of aromatherapy through just some injuries that she endured in her life and how that changed the trajectory of her life. And as she became to sort of shift gears from, you know, working in a clinical lab to now teaching about more natural complementary therapies. She taught before she knew about aromatherapy and she has a gift for teaching and for making tough subjects very simple. And how she was able to shift sort of gears after her own very empowering personal experience. So I'm very excited for you to listen today and just really hear what this brilliant woman has to say. So without further ado, Cindy Miracle. Hi, Cindy. Welcome to the show. It's lovely to have you. Thanks, Cheryl. It's exciting to be here. We um, had a little conversation before we started this podcast a little bit about learning about your voice and we were talking about Stephen Covey. And so I just am excited to have you here today to chat a little bit more about your experience and just how we can go about creating our voice and learning more about our voice. So before we get started, I always ask all of my guests, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from, where you grew up? Sure. And I really first want to express my appreciation for your commitment to authenticity. And, and I love how you educate the public with accurate science and and your commitment to telling the truth about aromatherapy is inspiring to me. I love that you use well-vetted and trustworthy resources in a world where 
And it seems like everyone is a self-proclaimed expert and there's so much crazy misinformation circulating. So thank you for what you do and who you are. I grew up mostly in the Midwest, in Northern Michigan, and both of my parents worked. Mom was a third grade teacher. So when she came home from work, she was exhausted, and then she had three kids and a household to take care of. <laughs> and it seems like we ate the standard American diet, canned vegetables, fruit cocktail, tuna casserole, frozen pizzas, those kinds of things with not much focus on nutrition. So I'm from a typical middle-class family. I was a social kid. I loved to talk. And I remember always being quieted, continually told to stop talking, just be quiet. I was shut down, not really free to express myself. My parents simply did not have the energy to listen to this little girl. So we earned praise by getting good grades. And I was very brave. So I was the youngest kid in my class by nearly two years. Maybe that's when I really became an overachiever. So I graduated high school at age 16. I was second in my class. I won a full scholarship to college, earned a Bachelor of Science degree in clinical laboratory science, and then I graduated with honors. So in my first position as a medical technologist, I was supervisor of a hospital lab on the midnight shift. I had a very creative schedule in that job. I worked seven 10-hour nights, and then I had seven days off, and then I was back and forth. So it, in essence, I had a week off every week, and I loved it. And then you became a faculty member. Yeah, well, what happened was the nearby college, the professor was on a sabbatical, and they needed to find someone to fill in for one semester to teach hematology. And that's my favorite department in the lab. I immediately accepted the position. And so if you can imagine every other week when I worked 70 hours during the night shift, my schedule was totally nuts. Yet in hindsight, I don't remember it being very stressful. I, I actually totally loved it. And that's when I knew I had found my voice. And I think that's how it is when anyone finds their voice, when they're operating in their zone. It's like time and space disappear. So for me, it's teaching, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or a huge audience of hundreds. For me, if, if I can learn it, I can teach it. So my husband and I had a disaster restoration business, and I taught continuing education classes for insurance agents. I also homeschooled our four kids. And so I, I had this diverse teaching portfolio, creative writing, conversational Spanish, British literature, classic literature, and fire and water damage mitigation, <laughs> mold remediation, ethics for insurance professionals, carpet and upholstery cleaning. Um, it was like it was a just a lot of topics, <laughs> a lot of topics. And then years later, <laughs> I taught aromatherapy classes emotional and trauma release, biblical oils, business marketing, chemistry of essential oils. And so, yeah, it's, it's kind of diverse. And wow, so. that's, that's pretty amazing. I'm going to come fun. back to the aromatherapy here in a second. Um, I just have a question for you. I am interested in teaching myself and I have a gift for that myself. And I really like to connect 
with other people and show them a new way of learning something. But I know for myself, the, how I learned that this was something that I'm good at, or one of my passions was that I get a lot of like life. I call it juice from teaching, from being with people, from interacting, from receiving like energy and life from them. I, I just call it juice and I get, I get home and I'm just juiced up from my class. Is this something that you experience? Is that something that might be relevant for you or is it something else for you really that you're just bright and good at it? No, totally. I like, I totally relate to what you're saying. I mean, I don't call it juice. I call it, I guess, vibe. I mean, I am yeah. elevated by it. It doesn't matter what I'm teaching. And I think it's that interactive connection. And particularly, like it's even better in person when you actually see light bulbs go on and you feel that and it's gratifying and empowering on a two-way street. Is that what mm-hmm. you're talking about? Yeah. And it, I think just that interaction with another another person and yeah, seeing seeing them connect the dots mm-hmm. It just, it's like energy life force or something. I don't know. It just, it just gives me so much life to do it. And I come home and my, my, my whole person is just vibrating as well. Okay. We're going to switch back into aromatherapy. So how did you first become aware of aromatherapy or interested in it? And were you aware of like integrative health before this? So you were teaching um, hematology and were you, were you aware of this kind of modality before that? And that's a great question. Well, actually how I first, very first heard of essential oils, there's a little story about that. Um, After working in labs for several years, I met this girl from Vienna, Austria. I was living in Seattle and she was backpacking around the United States and she was getting ready to go back to Europe. And she invited me to live with her in Vienna. And like, so many times it's happened in my life. Uh, once again, I knew it was exactly what I needed to do. So I immediately said yes. Now that was in the mid 80s. I'm aging myself here. Um, <laughs> while I was living in Vienna and backpacking through Europe, I spent a year there. Uh, that's when I first encountered essential oils. And f- of course, at that time, Europe was way ahead of America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they had this knowledge and application of aromatherapy for years and years, decades, maybe even centuries. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that time, I completely dismissed the whole idea of essential oils. And I just sort of consider it expensive potpourri. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess I was completely indoctrinated with the Western medical paradigm. And I thought alternative modalities were pretty much nonsense or, you know, hobbies or something like that. But later, I returned to the States and I ended up getting married and I raised, we had four kids. And so fast forward, like, several years, by the time all four kids could ride horses, we as a family did a bunch of wilderness camping in the mountains. However, I was actually scared of large animals. And so if you know anything about the equine nature, Mm -hmm. that's pretty dangerous state of mind to be for riding horses. So Mm -hmm. I actually got thrown off horses time and time again. And eventually it resulted in severe spinal injuries. So I herniated three discs in my neck area, C5, 6, and 7. 
So at that time, I consulted with top neurosurgeons in our area where we were living at that point in Central Oregon. We had excellent medical professions, professionals, but they gave me two options, a titanium plate fusion surgery or steroid injections until my liver gave out. So surgery and meds were really the bottom line with Western medicine. So I was in a lot of pain, emotional and mental as well as physical. And I was laying on the couch, overweight, miserable, in an antidepressant-induced stupor. And so neither, yeah, it was not a good time. It was pretty dark. And neither of those options really, yeah, I I just didn't know what to do. But, you know, so I was going to, I guess I was choosing the least of the worst. And I was on the verge of scheduling this back surgery when my friend, who's an RN, she intervened and she told me some harsh realities that she had seen in her nursing career that when you change the mechanics of your spine, sometimes, in fact, often it results in subsequent surgeries on either side of that original fusion. So Cheryl, I have to say that was my defining moment regarding aromatherapy. And all at once, right then, I opened my mind and decided to explore natural integrative modalities to see if I could find some real answers. That's a really common experience. You know, people get into a really tough situation health-wise and it feels like there's no other choices or or the choices available are really terrible or feel terrible. And maybe they are viable options, but down the road, it's not something that people are really interested in. So you decided right there that that was going to be the thing. You're going to be open to looking for new new experiences or new ways to help yourself right there. Well, actually, yeah. And it wasn't, it, at first it wasn't essential oils. I, um, I, I started cleansing, right? Uh, remember, I, I didn't have a real high regard for nutrition in my upbringing, but I, I went on master cleanses and lost some weight. And, you know, just some of these things that people would tell me, hey, this is really good for your liver, and this will really help you, you know, restore yourself or whatever. And, but really soon, I attracted, I I use that word loosely, but I, I attracted my, what turned out to be my mentor in the area of essential oils. And this time I was ready. And once again, you know, in hindsight, I really love how timing worked so perfectly in my life. And so I met a woman who moved to our area temporarily for just a few months, she and her husband, and they showed up at our church. And and this woman had always wanted to learn Spanish. <laughs> and it just so happened I was teaching a group of homeschool children, and she asked if I would let her join my class. Cheryl, I blew her off. I, I couldn't believe that this adult really wanted to learn with eight-year-olds, you know, mm-hmm. but she kept, she kept, you know, asking, don't you want to teach me? Do you not like me? You know, <laughs> but finally we did this trade. I said, well, uh, okay, really? Okay. You can join us. And she offered to give me this specialized aromatherapy massage as a trade for my you know, very minimal tuition that I charged for my class. So long story short, 
this massage and this exposure topical to essential oils gave me some real results. And all of a sudden, like I had hope that there was something to this. And I found that I actually could support my body. I mean, of course it expanded, but but like this was the first real answer that I was experiencing. So anyway, I never had the surgery and I haven't used any medications for back pain since 2006 when I had that first aromatherapy massage. Wow. And I know, isn't that crazy? That's incredible. So it was really about pain for you? Like that was the first thing that you noticed? Well, pain, like pain and reduction. numbness. Yeah, numbness and... um achy, you know, I mean, it wasn't really debilitating, but my muscles were actually atrophying. Like my arms were getting weaker. It was weird. It was scary, actually. Makes sense. Are you able to say just some of the basic generic plants that you were, that you mm-hmm. were able to use in those, in that um, protocol? Well, yeah, at that time, I, I had no idea what it was, but I've since studied it and now I teach it, you know, but yeah, oregano and thyme, wintergreen, basil, peppermint, this blend with spruce, and yeah. I have um, osteoarthritis, and I've actually been able to heal that up myself, and my scans are clean now. And so I, uh, this is why I'm so fascinated by your story, because I had, I mean, I haven't had to use any medications either for a couple of years now because of just simply using oils and it's the very same similar botanicals. So that's, that's incredible. I know. So I know later on that you learned more about aromatherapy, as you said already, and that you now have quite a few certifications, um, including a licensed spiritual healer. In all of your teaching, what is the, the one thing that you really want you discovered you really wanted to say or express because in all of this teaching, as you know, it's really one thing to teach about how to use essential oils, but there is always another message under underneath of that. And so what was the thing that you really wanted to say or to express in, in what you had your new learnings and your new teachings? Hmm, that's a really searching question. I, I guess I, ever since I was that, you know, overachieving little girl, um, the youngest in her class, I have a commitment to excellence. And I, I really love to empower people to optimize whatever it is, whether it's their, you know, Spanish pronunciation, or in this case, optimizing wellness. And sometimes, you know, sometimes our body has challenges. I'm, I'm 58 years old, so I have a 58-year-old body. And so it's never going to be perfect like when I was, you know, like a 20-year-old. However, mm-hmm. I can make this body its very best, optimize it. And that's exciting to me. And that's, I think that parallels everything that I, you know, like how to be optimal in whatever it is. Does that answer yeah. your question? Yeah, because it's really about making use of what you what you have now and where you are now because you know and especially when you're dealing with sometimes chronic things you know you don't get to that point overnight and so it's about 
making the best of what you can do and change right now where you are now. So yeah, I can appreciate that the optimization. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you you were able to study sort of in aromatherapy with many different types of um, experts or throughout the industry. How did you kind of learn, start to learn some more? Well, once I realized that there was something to this uh, massage technique, I began to take courses and I studied from top industry experts in the field. And I also visited and volunteered at essential oil farms and distilleries. And I discovered there's really an actual science involved. So I was really impressed when when I saw labs with tens of thousands of dollars of state-of-the-art analytical instruments. And I recognized these from my clinical background in the lab, you know, gas chromatographs and mass spectrophotometers. And Mm -hmm. these instruments are used to determine like the the fingerprint of the essential oil in this case, the exact components of whatever the substance is that's being analyzed. And then in these same labs, there were microbiological sensitivity tests, which means that shows like the efficacy of either the antibiotic or in this case, various essential oils in inhibiting the growth of pathogenic microbes. Mm-hmm. like including superbugs like MRSA, this thrilled me. Like this was an eye opener to me. And I recognize this is real science and they have quality control systems in place. And it, in an otherwise unregulated industry, I was fascinated to find research showing that essential oils are actually effective against mold and fungus and viruses which is unheard of from the Western medical perspective. So just to see these parallels from my background in clinical human medicine and, you know, this new thing that I discovered in my life, aromatherapy, essential oils. So in addition to like my own body's undeniable response, Mm -hmm. just knowing there's documentation and, you know, science that shows the efficacy of essential oils that spoke volumes to me. And um, so I just continued to learn and study and became certified. And and then I, of course, wanted to teach what I learned and uh, give people options. So I almost made a decision to have this irreversible spinal surgery. And simply because people in medical professionals specifically did not know of any other real solutions. So what what's really fun is I, I've become a guest lecturer for this holistic wellness class at this local college nearby. And these are kids and students, college-age students, who are learning different um, healing modalities. And so... I think essential oils can work synergistically with whatever it is they're studying. Do you have any examples of some of the type of things you would be would be teaching? Well, yeah. You know, I even though now most people I find have heard of essential oils, I, I like to bring it down to home and show them really what's the point to use these products and, and what does it mean to them personally. So, you know, this big concept of managing or optimizing wellness versus managing sickness, how does that 
how does that happen in our lives? And so I, um, I teach this simple visual demonstration sort of in vitro or, you know, outside of the body of how essential works in vivo or in the body, actually how they digest, if you will, petrochemicals. That is the toxic chemicals that we've been applying to ourselves through the lotions and the potions and the processed foods mm -hmm. and packaging, et cetera, that our body actually cannot metabolize. So these residues of plastics or petroleum-based products stay in our bodies, as you know, either in our liver tissue or encapsulated in our adipose tissue, our fat. Mm -hmm. And on a cellular level, they, they actually clog cellular receptor sites. So I have my hands out there and I'm showing one mm -hmm. hand is a cell, the other hand are these ligands or these little molecules of communication. So using two simple ordinary styrofoam cups, like coffee cups, turned upside down, I put one drop of lemon essential oil on one cup. And then because I'm a scientist, you have to have a, you know, a standard, mm -hmm, <laughs> like a, mm -hmm. a control. So mm -hmm. on the other cup, I use a drop of lemon juice. And immediately the lemon oil begins to bubble and actually digests a hole in the bottom of the cup within a couple minutes, typically. And on the other cup, the lemon juice is sitting there. Nothing's happening. It's evaporating. Mm -hmm. So thus, we can extrapolate through that simple demonstration that in vivo, in our bodies, the use, in this case, limonene-rich lemon oil, is literally digesting the residues from our cells and cleansing our tissue on a cellular level. So healing, if we can extrapolate that, healing is actually happening on a cellular level when this kind of cleansing is going on. And so we can apply citrus oils topically, say on fat deposit areas, maybe our inner and outer thighs or our lower abdomen or wherever. And then, or we can ingest in our drinking water. And so however we get these oil molecules inside of us is very powerful. And I have this little story that absolutely blew my mind. I shouldn't say that, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so once I did this special aromatherapy massage on my nephew in his small apartment, within a few minutes of applying the oils topically, the room was filled with this unmistakable petroleum odor. Um, his yeah. wife was there and she could smell it. And, and I suddenly realized what was happening. So this young man, when he was in high school years before, he had apprenticed under an airplane mechanic where he was exposed to lubricants and oils and greases mm. over the space of a couple of years. And that toxic exposure of petrochemicals was stored, I'm extrapolating, in his liver. He was very lean. He has hardly any body fat, very minimal. So when the essential oil molecules that I was applying, you know, dozens of drops, when they spread throughout his body, I believe they encountered those petrochemical residues and digested them. And he began, because he was just lying on this table, he was expiring it through his exhaling, you know, and through mm -hmm. his skin. And we could all smell the odor in the room. So that like that's never wow. happened before or since in my experience, but that is like crazy cool to me. 
That is incredible, actually. His poor body. My gosh. Like bioaccumulation of like toxins like that. Mm-hmm. Wow. The thing is, we're all going through that when we use yeah. essential oils, only that was just so intense. Like right. think of beauticians and cosmetologists and things like that. Mm-hmm. People exposed to chemicals, you know? Yeah. But, you know, not every experience is so is so profound either. You know, some people just have a, a little bit more gentle experience. So is, it, is that something you continue to do is just keep to help fits, facilitate that kind of you know, restoration or integration for people? Yeah, actually I do. Um, My main business is not uh, as a practitioner or a massage therapist, more in teaching and disseminating the information and the skills to people who that's their voice Mm -hmm. through healing touch, you know. But my message really is this hope and possibility Um, empowering ordinary people to live in optimal, extraordinary levels of wellness. And so, like I've facilitated people achieving restoration when Western medicine said, that's it, there's nothing more we can do, you know. I Mm -hmm. I love to help people just in ordinary ways in their lives, detox, live without pain, and, and maybe even slow this biological clock so that they can live and age with grace and ease and and have vitality completely to the end of their life, you know. Um, we don't have control over all of that, but, I mean, to me, that's so exciting. Yeah, it's really about that optimization of, of improving where you are now and striving for something a little bit better because there's always a way to optimize your body. So I really love this concept of energetic integrity. Even when we look at the power of food, for example, or essential oils, these botanical plant-based substances, they're found in nature, untampered with by synthetics or you know, manipulation of their components, the way they're actually designed to function. And there's an interesting discovery that that I found uh, this last fall, and it totally surpassed my expectations. So I received a massage from this specialized practitioner, and he offered to push my herniated discs back into place. I'm like, what? Is that a thing? (laughs) So of course I said, well, yeah. See, because I figured my spine was still damaged. I was just managing the inflammation and functioning well, you know. But after this, he did this session, and and then he asked, do you want to know what I found? And of course, I said, well, yeah. He said, and this is what's key, he said, there's no sign of herniated disc material. Wow. He he could not feel any bulging herniated disc material whatsoever. I mean, he couldn't get, you know, imagine that. He couldn't get under my throat, but all the rest of that circumference of my spine of my neck, you know, there was yeah. no disc material, which means my body, and I've used essential oils every day in every way um, since 2006. I mean, maybe not every single day, but pretty much yeah, every day. Mostly, yeah. And over time and this daily application in so many different ways of essential oils and, and even like this 
monthly trading of these aromatherapy massage sessions and nutrition and weight loss. I mean, it's a holistic mm-hmm. lifestyle. Let's mm-hmm. be real. But my body has near completely restored itself without any surgical or pharmaceutical intervention whatsoever. And this, I think, is astounding. That is incredible. Wow. Yeah. I didn't imagine that, that I was actually reversing damage and tissue repair to that degree. Yeah, I can, um, I can relate my uh, arthritis. I had the very similar experience where you know, you just thought, just thought it was managing pain. Like, oh yeah, you know, it's, there's no pain, you know, reducing inflammation, but actually totally reversing it and Mm -hmm. remodeling happening. It's incredible. (laughs) It's so incredible. And, and even vision, vision, like there's this technique that I do with, um, frankincense actually, and Mm -hmm. in my palms and, and again, it's a synergy And my vision, like I used to wear glasses and I don't wear glasses anymore. And I went through menopause. Can you say that online here? (laughs) Um, And so I went to a gal that I know is very sympathetic and uses essential oils. And I said, I just need a baseline so I can really focus on restoring vision. And she put me through all the tests. And it had been years since I had really had some visual testing. And she said, Cindy, you, you don't need glasses. But I wondered if, man, maybe it's time, you know. Yeah. No, she's like, no, your vision is excellent, which is kind of crazy cool. Once again, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's incredible. That's it. It's, that's what I love about it is just the versatility and the complexity of how they work is, and the synergistic effect, like you're saying, of mm-hmm. how they work. So sometimes using them together is, you know, is is best. Like you said, you use essential oils every day very extensively, and it's been super empowering for your health. And we know that they have the traditional uses for spirituality and mm-hmm. as well as those proven uses in emotional health. And as I'm just curious, as a as a licensed spiritual counselor or healer, um, do you use them in this this discovery process of sort of finding your voice and the, the the emotional impacts of that, you know, for myself, I know that, you know, just even throughout my own life, I've sort of waffled around my own gifts and passions. And I understand that I have this gift for speaking and writing and communication and nature and natural health and healing, but I haven't always known how to like get those things together. And so you, you know, you have moments of like, who am I and what am I doing? And how do I, you know, how do I express my true self at the same time? you know, and make it my life's work. So do you have any, like, have you used the aromatherapies exactly through that sort of process of, of learning, of discovering that, or maybe healing some of those parts of emotional health? Yeah. Well, it's a great multifaceted question. First, let me just, I feel like I should make this distinction. My license is licensed spiritual healer. And that is, um, I think that's a misnomer, but it's a legal thing. I feel mm-hmm. like I am a facilitator. We, we're facilitators. Mm-hmm. Like we really, we make fossil in Spanish means easy. So we make it easy for healing to happen. But healing is really between, I believe, 
God or our higher power and the patient. So when I'm helping others, I'm a conduit, if you will. So I just wanted to clarify that in my belief Mm -hmm. system. And you asked about like the spiritual application of essential oils. I think some of those things that you describe of really pausing and asking deep questions, searching, what is the meaning for my life? What should I be doing? I believe that can, those kinds of answers come through journaling and meditation. And so one of the ways that I use essential oils to facilitate those kinds of experiences, I use frankincense. Um, That's one of the oils that I like because it, you know, I tried to find some real documentation and Cheryl, that's more your arena, I think, but it quiets brain chatter. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's what they say. The um, ancient use of frankincense in the Catholic Church, for example, and in cathedrals throughout Europe, you walk in and even to this day, I mean, they spread these burning incense, resin burning kinds of apparatuses throughout the, throughout the church and so that the congregation is actually breathing in these molecules and quieting their brain waves, presumably mm-hmm. get, putting them in a meditative state. So that's something that we can use now in yoga or meditation and journaling. Um, another thing is I, I love that essential oils have what we call frequency. So pure, authentic essential oils that are not tampered with in any way. They have this energetic integrity. I don't know. I've never really read that phrase anywhere in this arena of aromatherapy. So maybe I made it up, but to me, it means, (laughs) it means that there's purity of even on a molecular level, energetic level with essential oils, authentic essential oils. And so that frequency, that energy actually impacts us. So when we are um, inhaling these molecules that are things, we can't see them, but they are actual things that stimulate the olfactory epithelial tissue, this little patch of nerve endings in our nasal passages way up high. And they connect directly to the limbic part of our brain. So if you do a, if you take a plain go down the center of your head and like from the top of your skull and then another plane behind your ears where those two planes intersect is that part of the, the brain we call the limbic system. Mm -hmm. And it has a role in, you know, this, but maybe some listening Mm -hmm. wouldn't be able to picture this. So the, the amygdala is part of the limbic system and it has a role in our thoughts and our memories and our emotions. And of course the sense of smell. So with frankincense and other oils, ylang, ylang, and bergamot, and different oils, we can directly inhale or diffuse, and that helps to quiet us and and put us into a meditative state. And so we talked a little bit about um, the use of frankincense to do that. And another one of my favorite oils is black spruce. Mm-hmm. And my source of this oil comes from trees that are grown in northern I, I, uh, northern Canada. In fact, these are scrubby-looking trees under the the northern lights. So when you take plant material, this 
trees and needles and bark and all of that and and then concentrate and distill the energy from all that material into drops of high electromagnetic frequency spruce oil it has it's reputed to have like legendary effects on and we know this historically from the times of Roman soldiers when they used spruce bark and boughs and different things. And so, and I love when you use these essential oils, these high frequency oils synergistically in blends. So you actually get maybe even greater results than using individual oils. So yeah, yeah these are some that, of the oils I use. I know that when you're talking about the northern lights and like spruce for example that's a traditional use of that as well and the traditional use of you know indigenous people um incorporating those those kinds of philosophies into their care practices as well which is which is um beautiful that's really incredible way to use them hmm. so in your view what is the effect for someone who is brave enough to examine their life and their gifts and express them and what really do you feel was that effect for you just in this, this, um, the history of your life, you know, so far as to for teaching and everything that you've been able to do? Well, when you ask that question, one person comes to mind. This is an older lady who was about 72 at the time that we first got to know each other. And she had gone through several um, careers and changes and even some jobs and businesses. And she wasn't done yet. She and her husband were comfortably retired, but she she said, Cindy, I'm not done yet. And to watch this woman, and she had a lot of um, physical limitations too. Um, she used a walker and all, but she has gone on to learn all she can and change her life and slow the degradation of, of this very debilitating illness that was robbing her of her ability to walk and things. But she slowed that down and is actually teaching lots of men and women her age. And it's so exciting to me to see someone really find a deeper purpose even later in life. And, and she wasn't done yet. So um, that's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing, and, and her life is even more productive, and it gives me tremendous satisfaction. And with aromatherapy, it seems like it's it's also changed part of your life as well. Oh, totally. Like, what started out as tragedy, like, I blew out my back, you know? Mm -hmm. And it could have rendered me physically compromised. It actually introduced to me a way of life that's completely changed the trajectory of, of my life and the culture of our family. So when I am living into my highest potential, and, and if I can successfully inspire others to do the same, maybe you could call that finding their voice. It's so satisfying. I love this life of teaching and coaching and sharing and discovering what's possible with authentic aromatherapy. You know, sometimes really it comes down to first being able to help yourself and learn, you know, to take care of your own voice yourself and to take care of your own vision for your life yourself and doing that and being true to yourself and authentic to yourself and expressing yourself, your true self, you can inspire someone else to do that as well. And really, you know, I think, and I think that's part of what you were talking about, about Stephen Covey's 
habit about really when you're able to fully embrace who you are and your passions and speak from that place, then you can really inspire someone else, Mm -hmm. which is, which is beautiful. You know what, Cheryl, actual supporting our voice, uh, using tapping the thymus gland, Mm. um, Today, we've been talking about our voice sort of in an esoteric or conceptual way. But even physically, uh, as public speakers or trainers and educators, there's a way that I use essential oils um, before a talk. In fact, I, I did this little technique before you and I began this podcast where I apply a blend of essential oils they're mostly like tree oils such as Mm -hmm. black spruce and I apply them on my, from my, like from my sternum up to my throat. This is what we might know as our thymus gland area. And then, so I've applied the oil a couple drops and then I'll tap lightly all along from my sternum up to my, you know, sort of throat. And that activates the thymus gland and you know, I can't fully explain the science of it, but it somehow is empowering. And we know this inherently because sort of subconsciously automatically tap our throats, right? Tap our Mm -hmm. sternum. Have you ever noticed that? You'll notice Mm -hmm. it from now on, but um, the oil and this tapping energetically brings out our authentic voice. It's, I don't have the words. (laughs) I actually appreciate you sharing that so much because I actually have thyroid disease. And one of the things that I'm constantly working on is the use of my voice. And so mm-hmm. you working constantly on just what actual emotional aspects might behind be behind that. And, but also sometimes it's hard to speak just because, you know, that gland gets swollen sometimes and you get a bit of goiter happening so how fascinating I'm, i appreciate you sharing that um i will have to experiment with that in my own my own practice mm-hmm. thank you so much for that and for being here with us today um can you tell us where we can find out more about you well i'm available as a public speaker or trainer keynote speaker to your group or your organization and I mean, I just love, I travel and speak anywhere, you know. Um, and you can reach out to me or you can visit my website at cindymiracle.com. But I would say Facebook Messenger would be the most easiest way to reach out to me. Yeah. Okay. And that's Cindy Miracle on Facebook, mm-hmm. correct? Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. And we'll link up that down in the show notes as well. So any listeners can go and find the link to to your website and email and all of that as well. So thank you so much for being here. It's so wonderful to chat with you and hear some of your experience. And I am inspired by what you've been able to do for yourself and help others. So thank you so much. Thanks for giving me um, this forum to share my voice. I love it. All right, beautiful people. Thank you so much for listening today. If you feel so inclined, please subscribe, rate, and review this show. For show notes and more information on essential oils, please visit livelovelemon.com forward slash podcast. And we love to know what you're up to and how you're using your essential oils. So head over to Instagram and find us at the Aromatherapist Podcast. 
My name is Cheryl Witten, and I am your aromatherapist. We have to share with you this obligatory disclaimer. Information in this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a replacement for medical advice or for professional aromatherapy consultation. If you need medical care, please visit your physician. Speak to your primary care provider, pharmacist, and a qualified aromatherapist before commencing any programs.